Coming to you live from the early morning studios, it is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your co-hosts. I am Steve-O at DrunkShySoxFan on Twitter. And this is Hot Take Tommy. So on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, you already know we're talking about fucking injuries injuries baby um so we've got a lot to get through though we got some over-unders that we're gonna we're gonna fly through at the end of the podcast here but guess what all this brought to you by just us so make sure you rate subscribe review we are on youtube now so come join us live on youtube in the comments every single week uh we love your interactions thank you for those of you that show up on a regular basis uh we appreciate you uh, and thank you for those of you that listen on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, Tom, give me a quick recap of your week, because uh, that's something that I feel like we didn't do last week very much. Yeah, that's true. We haven't really been catching up on, on the weeks recently. But, uh, yeah, this week was, uh, I mean, it was the last... <laughs> It was the last week of me bumming around. I'll say, I'll say, thank you, Beer Garden Jim. Uh, beer, beer Garden Jim, what is that? Are you, I don't are you know from Boston now? Beer no, Garden Jim. Beer Garden Jim. Beer Garden Jim. So, speaking of Boston, fuck them. Lost. Um, so, that was part of my week. I, I uh, But first of all, I was. this is my last week of being a bum. I wasn't working this week, uh, but I'm starting work Monday morning. I'm going to go take part in society again. So stop, stop asking me about it. Uh, but I, I did a ton of shit around the house, shampooed the carpets, dude, look, this is a public service announcement. Actually, this is what I'm going to take the time to do. If you have not shampooed your carpets in your home, do it now because that shit's probably fucking filthy. Just a thought, just a thought. Anyway. Um, yeah, you're not no. carpets in this place other than our little Bruh. I like shampooed. This is not the first time I've shampooed my carpets and bruh, the, the water that came out of that shit. Not, not fun. I was like, motherfucker. I was laying on that carpet. The other pissing day. everywhere. Like Todd. That is not, that is, that is blasphemy. Here's that the thing. I've given you like a minute and a half to talk about your week and you still haven't mentioned that your fifth anniversary was yesterday. Oh, I, I was working my way through the week. I did that on Monday. <laughs> you, you jackass. And so the next, what happened was I was watching, I was watching the, I, now we're fast forwarding to Thursday. Thank you very much. Cause we got to talk about the warriors. My family is, oh, they're God. all Nobody, huge this, warriors fans like so congrats to the warriors and winning the championship steph with the mvp for the for the finals mvp like that's a big deal that was the first time he gotten that we got to start talking about him being one of the best players of all time i know we well, talked yes, about him being one of the sure. best shooters of all time but um <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> Okay, Jim's we got, got us rolling Sorry. in the comments. Jim. I love this. <laughs> if you're wondering why we're laughing, Jim is uh just dropping comments on us. Um anyway, go Warriors. Uh that's all I have to say about that. Steph Curry, definitely one of the best players of all time. We've always talked about him being one of the best shooters of all time, but I'm saying best player of all time. He's up in that conversation, no jokes. And lastly, my First or second big anniversary, right? Like I had the one year anniversary of my marriage. Now I have a five year anniversary of my marriage under my belt as of yesterday. So, you know, marriage, it's going well. Um, yeah, that's my week. Steve, on to you. See, this is, is this why you don't want to talk about weeks anymore? Is because I take too much fucking time trying to get through my week. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do take a really long time doing this. Um, I want to give a special <laughs> shout out to our guy, Carrie, in the comments. He says, it's nice to see you, Tommy. And he hopes that yes. you have a great weekend. He's a little butthurt that I, I praised you, Alex Carrie. more than him last episode when I talked <laughs> about our, our former guests. I was talking about how Alex is a better baseball mind than me, you, as yeah. well as Carrie. Um, yeah. We apparently want more talk, Tommy talk time. Um, you, <laughs> he's so full of shit. It's unbelievable. Oh, oh he because he wants that. to hear from me. He's full of shit. Yeah, fuck you, Steve. Fuck. You. I mean, he's he's been full of shit for a while. Um, <laughs> no, I'll keep I'll keep I'll keep my week brief. Brief. The school year has ended for for the children, um, but uh, I am still in the building doing my internship for my educational leadership degree. It sucks. I've been handed a lot of bitch work. Yeah. Um, and I cannot wait for these 80 hours to be up because apparently I can't be trusted with anything of significance in the building. So it is what it is. Well, um, can you tell the people about the text message that you almost sent to your that you sent to your AP instead of to me? OK, that was actually a really, really funny story. Um, so in regard to that text message. We were uh, planning so to go out and do something. We were planning on going out. I was going to probably exit the building a little early. We were going to probably go uh, grab lunch and watch that White Sox-Tigers game on that Wednesday afternoon. Would have been, been a great game. Would have been a great game to go out and absolute see. Absolute beatdown on yeah. the Tigers, right? Uh, the Yohan Mankata five-hit, five-RBI game, um, yeah. which we'll talk about Yohan in a minute as yeah. well. Um but uh, I text uh, you text me and you're like, is there any chance that lunch is still happening? I'm going to guess no. And I was like, nah, my AP put me to work. He's keeping me busy. Um, and I was like, you free on Sunday? And then I realized that I sent uh, the text messages to my AP. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I just said, ha, 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 back to him. And he was <laughs> He was just like, LOLs. <laughs> so, yeah, because you basically complained about being worked hard to the person working you hard. Uh, and it was but but you did say that you were about to follow a, up with a third text that said it's all bitch work. Uh, and you didn't send that one. Thank I God. did not uh, send that one to my AP. Um, <laughs> that one got to he, the right person. That, he that. has to know, though. He has to know. All right. Well. <laughs> I think a new segment is going to have to be TTT, by the way. Um, I got I got I got to give Jim some some credit here. Uh, Tommy talk time. Um, I do not get mistaken for my students, um, which is a good thing. Nice, nice, yeah. clean, clean dome here. I'm starting to look older. Uh, my my younger years. I definitely, you know, had that had that younger look with the, the disheveled hair and the, 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 <laughs> that that's what qualifies you as a young teacher is your hair is messed up in the morning. <laughs> And the bright, the bright eyes for sure. Yeah, you're um, excited about life. So <laughs> that's well, that excitement's gone. <laughs> exactly. Well, I have no idea what the pop culture references are here that uh, Carrie and Jim are making in the comments. It's uh, <laughs> it's apparently hot take Steve and drunk shy Sox fan Tommy time uh, because we're a White Sox baseball podcast, baby. Um, <laughs> so let's hop right into the content for today, Tom. You wanted to. Um, I don't even yeah. know if this is. Yeah, I'll just let you go for it. Well, I okay. So, name of the episode: We're made of glass. It's just facts, dude. Uh, so, I wanted to just, just for reference, you know, when when everybody talks about how this team is always injured and injuries, and all you hear about all year long is injuries. Well, it's because it's like actually happening, and it's actually true. There's injuries out the wazoo. We got 
just active injured list right now. Michael Kopech, Yon Moncada, as of yesterday, for fuck's sake. Hopefully Tim day Anderson. Day. Yeah, hopefully day today. Maybe he'll be back tomorrow. Whatever. Yon Moncada, Tim Anderson, Kyle Crick, Liam Hendricks, Yasmani Grandal, Aaron Bummer, Eloy Jimenez, Garrett Crochet, and this is the kicker. Jonathan Stever as well. So, oh yeah, think about bit, how bit. different this team would be with Jonathan Stever right now. <laughs> but that's exactly, just man. He might be stealing some Jimmy injuries, not including all the other injuries that have yes. been happening. Well, I do have to remark on the first one that you mentioned with Kopech. He yeah. is slotted as the probable pitcher for Sunday. So, which is good news. He only missed one start then in that case, basically. I don't even think or he missed a single start well, because he, he, uh, he missed, got injured on some. Yes. Yeah. He missed in quotes because uh, he was taken out after two yeah. two batters. As He was, he was taken out as soon as I turned the TV on. That's that's what. <laughs> Still blaming what you it. for that one. You almost <laughs> injured him. You almost pulled the Jordan Miller and, uh, and <laughs> killed Tupac. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I. Uh, Yes, during yesterday's game, when when Giolito um, got was gave up shelled. the well, yes, but at, when we at, at first when he gave up the two run homer in the first, I was like Giolito in the first inning, name a more iconic duo, uh, and our <laughs> our guy Alex Rude uh, went in the comments and he said Jordan Miller and Tommy John surgeries, <laughs> so <laughs> that was pretty fucking good. Um, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, fuck you, Jordan Miller. Just kidding. You're a good guy. We like you. <laughs> yes. We love Jordan, but uh, he is definitely the number one shit getter on um, White Sox <laughs> Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the injuries have been bad. And it, this has been an issue for the White Sox ever since Herm Schneider, my favorite jogger out to yeah. <laughs> out, out of the dugout with his his, his little, I mean, yeah. the Tony LaRusso run is funny. It, no, know, yeah. The Herm waddle, the, the quick waddle was always nice to see. Oh um, yes, um, but 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 the thing about the quick waddle that you trusted Herm Schneider, there was a lot of conversations around the league about how like the Sox just stay healthy or something. Like maybe I'm making this up, but I I definitely remember Herm Schneider being a guy that kept these White Sox healthy. And yesterday or yeah, and last year they fired a guy after the end of the season to like address in quotes the injury problem that these the Sox have had over the last couple over the last couple of years and, and just this when you year, thought it couldn't worse. get worse it's yep. literally so much worse and I mean you are literally signing guys like Joe Kelly who's already injured when you bring him in and he's gone on the injured list twice and you're <laughs> signing AJ Potler trading for AJ Pollock who has a history of being injured and gets injured in right. the first couple of weeks of the season. So there's two more guys that we weren't list that we didn't list in the current injuries, but have been injured multiple times throughout the season. So yeah, you you got to take that into account that where we're like more injured than we were last year. Yes, we're bringing injury prone and injured guys onto the roster, but still, like, how are you gonna fire somebody and then get worse in that department? Like, well, I think where that's is perfect. what is going I on? I love it. I love that you picked it that Tom, because that plays perfectly into what my bone to pick is today. I got a bone to pick. Oof, and that bone to go. pick. Oh boy. So honestly, it's with this entire organization. You know, yeah, we, last week it was Rick Hahn. This week it's with the entire organization. We've gotten nowhere. We're back at square one, I feel like. 
I feel like this is 2016. This has 2016 written all over it. Are we not, I mean, are we convinced that this team has actually been put in a better position to win than last year? It's almost the same exact team as before, right? Um, the bullpen guys don't add as much value uh, to a 162-game season. You know, you could have gone out and you could have gotten who you wanted, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. You could have gone out hope. and gotten Trevor Story. I know that's a lot of money, but. That's, a, that's, a, that's like so much money. And he, wouldn't be, and he wouldn't have been playing shortstop. That That's a tough self. He's not state. playing shortstop in Boston either. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not playing shortstop there either. And then on top of that, you think Bogarts is a lot of money. Think about how much money they put into Leary Legend and Josh (laughs) Harrison. They have the four. I think it's they rank fourth in the league right now in money spent at the second base position because Josh Harrison and Larry Garcia are both considered primary second baseman. (laughs) Fuck this. Okay. And it, okay, we, we brought up the injuries and, and everything to bring up there, right? We've brought up Tony before. Mm-hmm. We've brought up Rick Hahn. We've brought up ownership, the analytics department. And these guys, I don't even think with how much talent is on this team, it's it's not even just the injuries. It's not just the underperformance. I think it goes down to the analytics department. Yeah. Like Shelly, what's Shelly Duncan doing? What are the rest of the, what is the rest <laughs> of his team doing? Right. <laughs> Just like taking checks, <laughs> the wrong people sometimes are being held account. Like the wrong people are being held accountable, not yeah. the right people are being called on for accountability. Yep. So yeah, I think Julius is right. Regression, and there's no reason yeah. for it. Yeah. So and I know the schedule's been tough, but this team still should be better than a 500 ball club. So it's just absolutely infuriating. Uh, we're not a 500 ball club, Steve. That's why Hezbollah is back there behind you. Um, Still fucking up there. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tradition at this point. We we keep Hezbollah, uh, a photo of Hezbollah with us every time the Sox are under 500. And there he is. He's been there Still for a very long that. time. Still have not broke that 500 from a week to week basis on so, our podcast. But here, that so. that leads us into a, into a question that you had, basically, which is, uh, are the Sox hot right now? Is that that's the question? Are they hot right now? No, absolutely not. I mean, yes, you went out. They swept, and they swept Detroit, Steve. You swept an absolutely god-awful Detroit team who we should sweep, who we should absolutely own. And yep. yes, winning three games in a row on the road after losing mm-hmm. two out of three against the Dodgers and two out of three against the Rangers. Yeah, that's nice. It's a nice little momentum builder. But yeah. that momentum builder has to carry you through the rest of your road stand. And yes, one game, obviously, yesterday yeah. is not going to make or break you, right? But getting Every game counts, like but they get absolutely destroyed. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't just a loss yesterday, okay? It was, it was a loss of, of, what do you call that? Of catastrophic proportion or whatever yes thank you exactly <laughs> thank you for being yeah. my wordsmith today oh wordsmith that's that's well it's tommy talk time as we've established absolutely um, so. <laughs> but uh it, it basically gives you like ptsd watching them lose like that to the astros of all teams at home like it's just we don't we don't need that we really don't need that 
like my my mental health is is already you know in shambles i don't need to watch them lose to the astros 13 to 3 like i i don't need that in my life <laughs> absolutely seriously i'm glad i didn't watch the game i mean i was kind of tracking it on my phone a little bit just hanging out at home with the fiance and um I, you know i saw they went down early three nothing and i was like oh yeah lucas giolito first inning here we go maybe it'll pitcher in. in baseball exactly <laughs> um but then you know he gets through it and pollock hits the three-run bomb and i'm like holy shit speaking of which who's hot um, oh and, yeah and okay uh, here we know, go. i'm gonna i'm here, gonna get here we comments go. later but i'll tell you who is hot is aj pollock baby warming up down the stretch as we said before, and I got to credit our guy, Alex Rude, for saying this, his June, June and July OPS plus number uh, in his career is 140, okay? That's 40% better than the rest of the league, but then the league average, right? I mean, this dude raking in his last seven games, 394, 444, 545 in his last seven games, okay? OPS plus basically of 1,000 right? Pretty fucking good. And then on top of that, uh, his numbers over his last 14 are actually pretty similar. It's like he's been on a tear. His batting average is like, I don't know, like 20 points lower, but the the numbers are very similar over 14. So I love seeing that. Yeah, he must have started taking like just a line of cocaine before every game because like he is on one. He's on something. I don't know if it worked. Don't judge. If it worked for the 86 Mets, it can work for us. Let's make it happen, man. Uh, Do do you do they write anything about the 87 Mets ever? Uh, That's that's because they were all (laughs) hung over for an entire year after. So. Uh, no, I, I don't, sorry to besmirch a nice AJ Pollock's name. I'm sure he's just doing, you know, a lot of water, uh, to get himself ready for these games. Um, no judgment, uh, but I will say, uh, you know, Steve, you, you've been preaching the gospel of AJ Pollock for a while now. Um, glory I, to you award. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> but I still, I, I mean, I, I'm not convinced he's going to be look, look, let's put it to you this way, right? He's on a tear where he's batting like 400 over the last like 10 games. He's, he's been batting over four around 400 for over a week now. And he's still only average. Nobody cares about average, but I do. He's batting at 262. Still, still not up to 275. Still not near anywhere near 300 guys get off to rough starts you wanted to hold jose to this oh cold start standard let's do the same thing with aj pollock then okay well look okay here's the difference though here's the difference because aj pollock doesn't average 150 games a season aj pollock doesn't have a career obp over 350 aj pollock isn't as good as jose abreu full stop okay like just just think about this for a second Uh, think about this for a second which one of them has an MVP? That'd be Jose. You really want to talk okay, about? You. you really want to talk I, yes, about the I, Mickey, Mickey Steve, Mouse MVP? All right, Steve. Let's oh, get back to let's I get back cannot, to talking about this team and not be, individual it players. Be hard to convince you. It should not be hard to convince you that Jose Abreu is more valuable to a team than AJ Pollock. I agree with you. AJ Pollock is hot right now, and I'm happy about that. I'll celebrate it, but not until I tell you that he's not convinced me yet. 
Mm-hmm. See? Okay. Okay. Now, I, I don't know what else you need to see out of AJ Pollock in the last two weeks. Um, I need to see him bat. I need to see him bat over 275 is what I need to in see. The, in the words of Carrie <laughs> right here in our comments. Oh, my Lord. Be quiet about batting average. Yep, this is why he remains hot take Tommy. <laughs> Batting well, Tom, average matters. You need to you, get hits to win games. You pressed me on this. And uh, Bologna Fonseca, I love this this name in our comments today. Um, it's Bologna, but continue. That looks like bo- Bologna. Bologna, <laughs> Bologna, right? Anyway, isn't that how Bologna spelled? That's it definitely I'm, it. I just well, fuck you, you Tommy. <laughs> the team, you wanted to press me and ask me if the White Sox were hot. They are under 500 since the last all-star break. The team has been bad for a while, top to bottom. You willing to buy that narrative? That's, I mean, that's a really good way to put it. It's like, it's, if you're, if you're, you know, it's all about the big picture, you know, right? It's, it's fun to zoom out and really like think about things from a, from a like grand point of view. And that's a great way to do it is like, what have they been doing since the last all-star break? Because that's kind of like a full body of work, a full season, if you will, or getting close to a full season from last all-star break to now they were under 500 as a team. And that's what it's, that's what it feels like in my, in my like soul, in my being, I'm like, this team doesn't feel, there was a comment earlier, like this team hasn't felt fun in a while. You know, it's, it's kind of like, it's almost boring to watch a team because like we've got these expectations that are just constantly we're come. This team is coming under those expectations and it's felt like that. And it's cause they've been bad for a while. And this, this like since last all-star break under 500, that at least that's what it's felt like. Couldn't agree more that they're bad. They're bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just hoping that baseball karma comes around. Um, because obviously the White Sox had a very hot start to last season, right? They were very mm-hmm. hot during the first half of the season. Felt and good. And all of a sudden they fall off, right? And they were not they were not as hot as they should have been going into the playoffs. No. Jose Barry was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now it, yeah, his playoff numbers are fantastic if you want to talk about those. Um that's sarcasm. So I know, I- <laughs> but obviously slow start for the White Sox this year. Tony LaRusso's always been a second half manager. I'm hoping that baseball karma, baseball history, just come back and pick us up. You want I baseball know. karma? Baseball karma will not be kind to Tony LaRusso, I don't think. But <laughs> baseball, like career statistics might be might be kind. Like the back of the baseball card might be kind to Tony LaRusso. But karma? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, and that's the thing, Tom. I and I'm getting rid of Husbua, by the way, because for our live viewers, I was nice and and cutting out a lot. Um, Well, you're you have a white background with your walls, and your shirt's white, and your head is white, and you don't have hair, so it's like you're really like blending in with everything back there. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the uh, the baseball gods don't like uh, drinking and driving. Um, but I would, I would like to believe that they're a little bit more forgiving. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say, but I would, but I like drinking and driving. And I was like, well, oh, Steve, that's, whoa, a whoa. that's a strong fucking stance. You didn't say that. Thank you for not we, saying yes, that. But. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, it, you know, I think Carrie brings up a good point here. Tony has to know where he physically is before he becomes <laughs> a second half manager. Um, 
lay down the bottle, bud. Is all, all we gotta say uh, to Tony here. Um, and and yeah, I mean, hey, this this is Minoso minute worthy. Asking, I don't even know if you know we didn't even have a Minoso minute plan. We didn't. We didn't um, but, but I want to bring up a comment that Julius said here. You know, the White Sox in their their higher management year, uh, they hired a woman on the management team. Um, I think I'm not sure if that's in the specifically in the analytics department. It but yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. She- Shelly Duncan's got to go along yeah. with some others. Uh, I will absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that. Uh, shit. It's just, yeah, from, from the top down, from the top down. And I don't think the White Sox are as much of a wreck. And I was in a group chat earlier this week talking about the Bears and how much of a fucking disaster dumpster fire that organization is. <laughs> and how I'm like, I'm about to give up and become a Baltimore Ravens fan. That is <laughs> in why, why, <laughs> you know, I, I like the Jersey color yeah. scheme. Oh, okay. The, I mean, there is been, that's okay. They've I'll let been, you finish. They've been to a Super Bowl in the last decade. Um, they, <laughs> Ray I, Lewis killed somebody. Ray Lewis killed somebody and got away with it. I mean, come on now. That's skill right there. <laughs> no, that's, no. That's, don't he didn't even that. need to go to trial, really. I mean, think about how piped up the OJ trial was. And Ray Lewis is just, you know, killing it out here. No pun intended. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> well, he, but he also they better than Aaron Hernandez in, in in the first round of this year's draft. The Ravens took my guy Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame too. Oh, Got a, wow. the steal of the draft. So the real maybe. the real reason comes out. Okay, so the steal of the draft. I look. I uh, why are we talking about football? You get mad at me. I mentioned. I know. I digress. I'm sorry. I mentioned the championship earlier in the show, and you're like, "Fuck you, shut up!" And now you were talking about the Baltimore Ravens draft picks. It's your what? time to tell me, "Fuck you, shut up." That's what, uh, okay. Because we don't need that much Tommy talk time. Um, (laughs) Speaking of which, um, we have a question uh, that came in um, off the air uh, yesterday, by the way. Okay. And I need to address it. There's a specific supporter of the podcast, but not a listener of the podcast who wanted to ask you a question, Tommy. Oh, okay. So before we hop back in White Sox baseball, I got to ask you this question. At what age... If there is an age, are you going to stop going by Tommy and oh. go by Tom? <laughs> uh, okay. So first, first of all, like to give context to this, there's only two people in the entire world who call me Tom. It's you <laughs> and my father. <laughs> Those are yes. The, the literal only two people that call me Tom. The two most important men in your life. I love that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, the the good influence and the bad influence. I'll let you decide who's here. Here we go. The uh, devil on your shoulder and the angel. Exactly. <laughs> Keith Bakken, definitely. No government names. Definitely the angel on your shoulder. Uh, by the way, shout out to Keith. He's battle, battling COVID right now. He's Ooh. he's double vaxxed. He's, he's doing fine. He's not super symptomatic, but he's just annoyed. Um, yeah. Anyway, I I'll, I'll put it to you this way. How do I sign my emails? I sign them as Thomas. So if there was ever going to be a flip from Tommy to something else, it would be to Thomas, Ooh. not not Tom. So don't don't get on me with that shit. Um, I, Tom, I, Tom, Thomas look, the Choo Choo Train, right? What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> woo, woo, you sound like a very large Choo Choo Train. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. People are going to be listening to the podcast and be like, what the fuck was that? They're going to have it out in the background. And then they're going to be like, is Steve okay? I'll tell you what. The first person (laughs) that can go in the comments right now live or the first person that uh, tweets at me 
uh, what the reference, uh, what I just referenced right there, uh, they're going to get a free Sons of Honarchy t-shirt. Oh, yeah. We're printing more t-shirts, by the way. We are so. printing more t-shirts. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, I don't think that that change is coming anytime soon. Who, who asked the question? I'm interested. Was it your pops? No, it was my fiance. Oh, yeah. Um, Kayla, not happening. Not, not happening. happening. I like uh, Tom. I'm going to stick with Tom. Me and your pops. Yeah. Like I said, the two. I, the th- it's not like I introduced myself as Tom. I was like, hi, I'm Tom. And you're like, hey, Tom, what's up? I'm like, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> if it's going to be that way, it's going to be that way. And now here we are fucking like 12 years later, <laughs> whatever it is. Oh, shit. Can, can I get to my, can we get back to Tommy talk time? I got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. Can this team, uh, the, and the bone to pick is with this team. Can this fucking team, for the love of God, get Johnny Cueto of mother effing win? The guy is 0 for 3. He's been he's been good for us. I don't know. He's at a 3-5 ERA thereabouts. And the guy can't buy a goddamn pitcher win. Look, nobody cares it's almost about almost like pitcher wins don't matter, Tom. I hate you. See, I knew I knew I was I was trying to get ahead of that and say nobody cares about wins anymore, but you beat me to it. Nobody cares about wins anymore, but you know who does care about wins? You do the players. I, I me, I, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy cares about wins and the players in the, in the dugout, they care about wins. You know, this, you know, this, and you know, this because the last guy that got a win for the Sox, uh, it was his first MLB win. They like dumped shit on him. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Uh, but do you, do you remember his name? Do you wins. remember his name? Fucking, uh, what was it? Was it Davis uh, Martin? Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, he got his first MLB win. The, everybody celebrated. Like nobody cares except for the players. The players do care. Apparently, and, the White Sox Twitter account cares too because they made a whole graphic for him for his yeah. first MLB win. Pretty exciting stuff. Fuck, it's stupid. <laughs> hey, it's a it's a career milestone. It's like it's fun, you know. I guess so. And, Another career milestone would be if Johnny Cueto could get his first fucking win in 2022. And he deserves it. He's pitched well enough to earn a win. So let's you know, get him a goddamn win tonight. He's pitching tonight. With so, the with the way our starters are struggling in the fifth inning and beyond, and uh, with, with the way Tony LaRusso is managing the bullpen, it's very possible Johnny Cueto's first win comes out of the bullpen this year. So. Son of a bitch. <laughs> How depressing is that? What did you came at? You came with that stat last uh, week where it was his, he's only come out of the bullpen one other time in his entire goddamn life. Wasn't yeah. that? Yeah. Insanity. So he, he's come out of the bullpen twice. Once Thanks. this year and once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. Way off the liquor, please. Larusa's yeah. L- liquors. Oh my God. I just came Ooh. up with the best store name ever that's seriously we'll if somebody wants business in our later life yeah. somebody wants to fund that i'll start a gofundme to start larusa's <laughs> liquors um just whiskey I, there there might be royalties that i have to pay there um <laughs> well you got larusa's lounge in the uh in the ballpark nobody sits there oh it could be a that could be a stand in the ballpark it'd be even better we LaRusso's can make it larissa's liquors by just going to the lounge and, and getting really really drunk when the team's doing there bad you go. there you go after every um, visit to the bullpen go to larissa's lounge and get as, as many shots as you can and that's it <laughs> um we bankrupt you, you, people <laughs> you mentioned uh Cueto possibly trying to get him a win today however yeah. They do have Justin Verlander. The Houston Astros have Justin Verlander on the really, bump today. Really hung on that ass for the Astros. Oh, you already know. 
uh, did that on purpose. But if there's somebody that has better numbers than Michael Kopech this year, pitching wise, it's uh, it might be Justin Verlander. Yeah, he's um, been pretty. pretty nice. He's been fantastic. He is an under two ERA and has uh, 78 strikeouts already this year. Uh, That's not bad. It's pretty 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 good. So. Best of luck to our uh, our, luck, you <laughs> our bipolar offense. Uh, oh man, yeah, so true. Who, who knows? Johnny Cueto may shove. So fingers crossed on that one. Um, Cueto, you know, I'll I'll talk the rest of the series later in a minute, Tom. But I I have a fun segment for us to do. Yeah, for, for the next I don't know, maybe twenty or so odd minutes, probably right. I mean, yeah, I'll probably get stuck on a couple things and start yelling at you. So it might take us 20 to get through this. Yeah, yeah. and this doesn't have to be rapid fire. We're going, coming back to our over-under segment. So yeah. for those of you that are unfamiliar with the podcast, uh, I'm obviously a big big betting guy. Eh, not really. Sometimes I like to bet on sports and lose <laughs> that, my money. Uh, um, and, and that kind of reminds me, too. We got, we got a couple of big announcements coming next week, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, um, but... Uh, I like to play a little bit of over-under, so I'm going to give you a, a topic, a number, and you're going to tell me whether that number is going to be over or under for the season. Uh, we're over a third of the way through the season, uh, so let's get to it, Tom. Um, Over-under, the White Sox have 84 wins this year. We're going to just do team performance right off the bat right here. So... You know, you floated me that number, and I mean, obviously, that's way lower than what we talked about at the beginning of the season. I think we mm-hmm. talked about at the beginning of the season like 92? Yeah, 89, 90 plus, yeah. Um, and I was over on like 92 or 93, wherever we said it, um, uh, or, I, or that was my prediction, I think. Uh, yeah, 84 is not that number. That is <laughs> much lower. So... I think I'm I'm still over on 84, 84 wins specifically. I'm definitely over on. Um, I don't think 84 wins the division. Um, and I still do think that they win the division. Uh, and and we'll put it to you this way. You know, easy math. We've got 100 games left in the season. You know, what percentage do they need? To, what kind of winning percentage do they need to get to 84 wins from here at today? 32 and 30, 30 and 32 is what the Sox are at. Now they need yep. to win at a 54 uh, winning percentage, 54, yeah. 540, 540, 540 win, win percentage. And uh, they'd have to win 54% of their games. Yes. yes. So that's, that's, you know, that's not asking that much. That's like a team barely over 500. You know, they go, they go on a stretch where they win like, you know, uh, 10 out of 12 or something. And then there you go. You know, like you can kind of like play 500 baseball the rest of the season and you'll be roughly around where you need to be to get there. Um, I think that this team can do that, especially their, their strength of schedule. We've been talking about it a lot. <laughs> their strength of schedule is the, <laughs> the sorry, the, the comments got me giggling, but the strength yes. of schedule is, is really weak going down the stretch here. It's silly to think that like we can sweep the tigers in emphatic fashion and think that we can't, you know, take care of business down the stretch. Um, so I, I think that we will, you know, uh, I, I don't like the way that the series is looking against the Astros. Cause if we were going to get a win, it should have been yesterday. Um, you know, we're going against Verlander, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sunday is Kopech versus Christian Javier. If Kopech's healthy and ready to go. So I like, I like that Sunday night baseball matchup, you know? Yeah, but I'm not convinced. Anyway, I, I've been talking. I, I think that they're over. I think they're over 84 wins for sure. And I don't. I I still think that they win the division with with more than 84 wins. But Steve, where are you at? 
You know, 84 wins for the White Sox actually might win this division, especially if they take care of business against Minnesota. Um, as we can see, they're struggling against really good teams. Um, we caught a hot Toronto team, and they took care of business against us. Uh, we caught a hot Yankees team at home, and they took care of business against us, even though I'm very, very hopeful uh, after what we saw um, on the road against the Yankees and, and how they played there. Um, yeah, I mean... Boston, when we had them in Chicago, took care of business against us. Um, so against the top tier talents in the league, I don't. And yeah, I mean, yeah. this is getting into postseason talk. I don't know how we're going to fare up there. The schedule. And I was talking to Kayla, my fiance, about this yesterday because she's trying to get more invested into White Sox baseball. And I said the schedule down the stretch in, in August and September um, outside of that road trip to San Diego, I don't think they play uh, and the, and obviously Minnesota right now. Right. I don't think they play a single team that has like a 500 record, um, or mm -hmm. like a five ten winning percentage right now. So it's suck in the pro season, but get ready for some wins. <laughs> It'll be well, fun. To exactly. And we know that hot teams, teams that go hot into the playoffs are dangerous as hell. And that could be the White Sox MO this year. I'm really hoping it is. I'm not ready to hang it up yet. I'm not super hopeful right now. Do I think 84 wins could win this division? Absolutely, because it's bad. Do the White Sox have 84 wins? 84, 85? I think they probably do. And they probably still maybe do win this division. Um, you missed an opportunity to say 83. 83. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite guy. Oh my god! Uh, that's the best NBC beer money, NBC Sports so, beer money ever, true. ever. Um, it's so good, especially since the answer wasn't even close. It was two thousand five. Not even close. Um, so yeah, I eighty four wins, you know, and and we got our guy Baloney in the comments here, fifty four percent. Uh, to get 84 <laughs> wins seems reasonable, but so sad compared to what we were expecting. Yes, the Spot. expectations were wow. much, much higher. And wow. it's very, it's a little bit degrading to think, okay, 84 wins, win a division and and push through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but with the extended playoffs model, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities for the White Sox. Hopefully good possibilities. Yeah. Um, second over under, right. Jose Abreu. On base percentage, his career number is 351. Right now, he is basically on that, a little bit higher, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, I think he's at like a 360 something right now. Um, yeah, I think that's just double checking very quickly. He is at, oh, I lost it, 366 for the year right now. Are you willing to say Jose Abreu is going to have an over 351 on base percentage for the year? Yes or no? Yeah, over he's under. over. He's over. Okay. Um, you know, we we chatted about this <clears throat> a little bit um, uh, before getting on here, and I think you know you you said it best actually. <clears throat> so I'm just going to spit your words right back at you. He's been on a tear earlier in the season than he usually has. Like he usually lights it up like August September, right? Mm -hmm. And he's on a tear, you know, here in early June, uh, late May which is a good sign for the team um, and a good sign for his, you know, career numbers. Cause if he, he can, he can, he can straight continue this through till the end of the season, being on a tear like this. And that would be, first of all, 
fan fucking tastic. And second of all, he's definitely going to blow his, you know, career numbers out of the water, which again suggests that Jose Abreu never dies. Um, and he's going to be like better than Nelson Cruz, where he ages <laughs> fine wine uh, until he's out of the league. <laughs> so, until he loses his dietitian, apparently, yeah. <laughs> or, or Team Cook. Team Cook, yeah, that's all that, that. See, look, Nelson Cruz, all he needed. Well, I think like the the thing that I'm worried about is like maybe you know like chewing tobacco isn't as like common as it used to be. What if they discontinue his brand, man? Like, well, I, I would say this though: Jose Abreu probably can single-handedly keep a tobacco, the tobacco industry, in business by himself. So I'm not, I'm not actually worried about that. The but, man, uh, the man loves a good whipper. <laughs> He's gonna, I, I, over under. Uh, this is an over under. Over under on the age that uh, Jose Abreu needs all of his teeth replaced. Uh, <laughs> Eighty three. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll take the under on that. I'll well. take the under on that one too. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Tom. I think uh, I think it's gonna be a. I don't think it's gonna be a career year for Jose Abreu this year, but I do think it's going to be a solid year and an above career average year. Um, yeah. Just like I said, based on that early season pickup, you know, some, some. What about the All Star game? Is he gonna make it? Ooh. Uh, mm. There's just a lot of good hitting first baseman <laughs> in the AL. So that's what makes his numbers all that more or his career accolades all that more uh, impressive is because there's he's doing all this, like getting all star appearances and silver sluggers like three each, you know, at the first base position in the AL. Like that's a big deal. You know, people don't talk about that. I'm just saying one of the best it's, first basemen of all time is playing at the White Sox. You know, for the third for the third consecutive like position turnover, we've had one of the best first basemen in baseball. So it's just exciting. You know, that's like, you know, we're talking about the White Sox being depressing right now, but there's still fun things about the organization. Just to point, just to put it out there. All right, transitioning into the next one, so that you don't get on your Jose Abreu soapbox. You already, I, I already was up there for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> um. One guy. So this is the over under on this one is one. Do you think there's one point? Well, I should say uh, 0.5. I'll put it at 0.5. Okay. So sure. over over under. Uh, is there going to be one guy, 0.5 player on this team uh, with 30 homers in the regular season? You wanted me to get off my Jose Abreu soapbox, but I cannot. He is going to be the guy that gets over 30 home runs. I don't think I see anybody else to fuck you, Steve. It's true. Like I, I don't see anybody else on this team that's going to sniff that number, to be honest. I, I know, like, I mean, there's other guys with power, but none of them have really showed it that much to begin the season. The highest, you know, uh, Jose Abreu is leading the team in home runs at nine, isn't he? So and Jake Berger's right behind him at eight. Yeah. Which is, you know, hey, cool. <laughs> cool uh but uh that's that's probably a flash in the pan um i actually picked up jake Berger on my uh freaking fantasy team by the way i'm managing a fantasy team right now fantasy and baseball is aids i just can't keep up with it it's, it's a lot i'm i'm very much losing <laughs> oh it's so painful remember when we were in that league together with a bunch of guys that i i grew up with and we finished uh like Both last and second last. to last well, I the, the, they had like these analytics that like were way over the fuck like like they were like 
basing the point system off of like X Woba or something. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, can't we just say like whoever, whatever team gets the most RBIs in a, in a given week? It, like, it really wasn't, was not weighted on that. It was like a five by five roto, but it's, it's yeah, just exactly. So what the fuck painful. is that? We're, we're, we're done here. We're done here. But I, I think that the Jose Abreu, you know, is the one guy on the team. If we're, if we're doing it, you're saying that if there's one guy on the team that gets over 30 home runs, Jose Abreu has the t- potential to do it. I don't think anybody else on the roster has the potential to do it, but Jose Abreu is there. So yeah, there's, there's your one guy. Where, where are you at on the one somehow, guy? Over 30 runs? Somehow I don't think this team has an over 30 home run guy. And I think a lot of that has to deal with Manekano magic yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and their plate approach. Just hit 300. Just hit 300. Fuck the home run. Fuck the home run, man. Gabagoo. <laughs> Give me some gabagoo. <laughs> Fucking Frank Manichino is just pain in my ass. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and up this morning, stop got it. some gabagoo. Stop it. You got to woke up the next day, you got some gabagoo. Son of a bitch. I like, even got some gabagoo from a Scooby-Doo. Literally 12 people in the world get that reference. And I think five of them listen to the podcast, mind you. But, 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 um, really quick, uh, underrated part of this, this question is that, you know, Eloy Jimenez is out for an extended period of time. If Eloy, if Eloy is here, the obvious answer is yes. But yeah. Eloy has been out for too many play. He, he's missed too many plate appearances. It's going to be really hard for him to get to that 30 number this o- o- year. Eloy comes back at All-Star break and hits 30 homers between the All-Star game yeah. and... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and that's, that's phenomenal to me to think that a team that's built on power isn't going to hit that. But I'm yeah. hoping... I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong because I, I think this team does need a 30 homer guy. They need a couple um, of them. Yeah. Um, let's talk about individual players for a minute. And I'm going to start with your favorite, AJ Pollock. Okay. And I know batting average is not everything, especially in today's baseball, but you love batting average. So AJ Pollock batting 262 right now for the season, 263, something like that. I don't have the number on front in front of me, but is he going to hit 275 this year, Tom over under? He's under that number, dude. You know it's. You know he's under that number. Like he and, and like put it to you this way. Put it to you this way. I, I, we already mentioned it at top. He's been batting in like four hundred clip for over a week, and he still is at like he's not even sniffing three hundred right now. Like you can't go on a tear. He started so cold. He won't be that cold for the rest of the year. That's my point. He's like he won't be that cold for the rest of the year. But that stretch. Like if he, if he even like gets like close to like yeah, people go through oh for 15 stretches, people like do that. It's just AJ Pollock does that more often than the next guy. So, <laughs> so I, I don't, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced on AJ Pollock. I don't, I don't think he gets near that two seven. No, 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 I, I shouldn't say that. I think he ends the season around where he is right now at a two sixty ish average i think he's got more pop than the than the average guy and he might have like you know 25 dingers with a 260 average which is you know representative you know and that's that's what we were hoping for from him to be honest but i don't i don't see him at you know 275 uh average because he's just not 
He's not TA. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I know TA is going to be more than that, but oh, you, you suck. You suck. I, 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 he's not a contact guy. I, I'm done. I'm done. I, I'm just here shaking. Don't... You're telling me AJ Pollock is not a contact guy. He's a career 280 hitter in today's baseball. That's a contact hitter. Well, he didn't do it the first two and a half months of the season. So, like um... I said, he had literally one of the coldest streaks of his life. As we said, the baseball card numbers will eventually pop up, man. And that's Maybe. that's what we're Maybe. seeing from A.J. Pollock, okay? Yes, June, and July, June and July are his hot months. And maybe he'll cool off a little bit as the weather temperatures go down. But he's never hey, played a full season in his entire life. Yes, he has. I mean, one it's time. been since 2016, I think, right? Yeah, and he I mean, he played like a hundred games. Put- yeah, so he's he's never he never has played a season like actually 157 and 157 2015. Like I was trying to say. Anyway, barely. He's also he platooning a bunch. He is platooning a bunch in L.A. Well, anyway, see, okay, talk about good fucking teams with some goddamn depth. These injury problems. Every team has injuries. And the fucking like Dodgers have seven outfielders that will work just fine for them. We can't compare ourselves to the Dodgers. It'll it'll make us just frustrated. Anyway, let's 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 keep going here before I. Before yeah, I, I was gonna guys. say I think Julius might You're be on, on two seventy five. I mean two seventy five. I think is a reasonable number. That's why I came up with two seventy five. Uh, I think your, Julius is with you here. He says it's like Pollock party too much his freshman year with the socks uh, and can't get ever get his GPA back in the green. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's probably like I said, he's hitting his hot months and he just he's in the middle of of his one of two very hot months of his career. Um, I I like his chances of batting 275. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I I don't know what you don't see, he's one of the best contact, like one of the most solid major league baseball hitters in the league. So he's been good, Steve. He's been good. I just. I'm I I am not convinced that this is the player he is. I'm more convinced that he's the player that started the season. I'm going to be honest. Just, oh my god! Uh, hey, look. Like I Sumi, said, I cannot Sumi. wait till he. I cannot wait till he shuts you up. All right. He's another he's been, player. He's been getting close to that that point, but has not quite yet done it. Another player that's uh, not lived up to expectations, uh, and still is not living up to expectations with his negative one point two B WAR. Or that his be, salary. <laughs> that would be Yasmani Grandal. Yeah. Over under two war for the season. I just said he's at a negative 1.2 right now. B war. Yeah. So where do you think he's going to be? Well, the season? it's really tough. Like, yes, I think he's going to heat up toward the end of the season. When he comes back, first of all, first and foremost, talking about being made of glass, you know, he's not on the field right now. So. You know, we got Sebi Zavala knocking in RBIs, RBAs. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, it's it's just annoying that we've gotten more production out of the catch position since he went down. You know, like that's not a good sign. Um, he would have to heat up, though. Uh, this is back to back to um, Yasmani. He would have to heat up in a big way. And get like he would have to accrue three point two WAR to get to that two WAR number by the end of the season, which is that's a tall task. So I think he's going to heat up, but I think he gets like back to like one WAR or something by the end of the season. Like 
which would be good, which would be good, by the way. I don't know. It's it's kind of a tough break to have a player like that be as bad as he's been um, and then get injured. Like, not not a good look. No, it's awful. I, Yeah. And he started, he was showing a lot of promise before that injury. Right. Um, Which is or, why the injury was more catastrophic. It was like, oh my God, really? Really? Right. I mean, he's no. just on, he's just on the 15 day, if I'm not mistaken. 10 That's day, still, it's, yeah. Day. But even still, like, you know, you're missing enough games that it's like, you're going to, you're going to notice and he, he'll, he'll lose his rhythm. That's that's the thing that matters most is he was getting into his rhythm right. and it's enough games where he's going to lose it. And then we'll see if he can get right back on the horse or not. But, you know, historically speaking, actually coming off of his injury last year, he did like jump in and, and performed uh, really well right away. Beyond really well. I mean, yeah. he was on incredible. One. He was fucking on one. Talk about a heater. So yeah. I think that Yasmani Grandal heater is actually I think it's coming up. I just I don't see Yasmani Grandal being a negative war player this year. No, no, um, uh, yeah. I, I, when we zoom out and we think the whole year, I don't think I think you're right on that. So, but by the way, you didn't you didn't quite answer definitively yet. Yasmani Grandal two war on the season. Yes, I think or no? that's all. I think there's a lot of catch up to do. Maybe one point five for 1. the 5. regular so season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lucas Giolito, our starter yesterday, our who. Sorry, I didn't. sure do didn't look great uh, yesterday, particularly in the first inning and then again in the sixth. Um, I don't know what it is about this. Like I said, once these starters hit the fifth or sixth inning this year, it's I don't know. Yeah, it's, not, well, it's that third time through the order. That stat that like yeah. everybody knows. But, uh, I guess so. So right now he is uh, he's not sitting pretty statistically. Um, I'll get the baseline stats first. Oh, yeah, I am losing you, Tommy. By the way, I'm, so we're here. Um, we're here. We're don't know if that's internet connection, but um, yeah, just, just I'll give you a, I'll give you a baseline ERA. He's at a four seventy eight ERA right now. What do you think about Lucas Giolito getting his ERA down to four by the end of the year? Under that or over that? So uh, I like that you picked a nice round number. Um, you know, I. Uh, I know he's at four seven eight right now, and he did not look good this last this last time out. You know, giving up two run bomb early, and then not being able to get an out in the fifth or in the sixth rather. Um, that's not pretty. But I I think he's going to be under four uh, ERA wise by the end of the season. You know, he's going to get a lot of a lot of innings against bad teams, and he's going to get that number down. But it's inflated to the point where he's not going to be getting it under. You know, I I put down here. You know, if you set the number at three seventy five, I'd say over. But I think he's going to just eke his way under four by the end of the season. Um, just putting in some good work uh, toward the end of the year. But you know, I I, I think the uh, uh well, I'll, I'll let you answer first, and then I want to present a question about Giolito. Uh, where are you at this over under? Oh boy. Um... <laughs> I'm going over. I don't think he's going to have an ERA. And if here's the thing. The reason why I came up with four is I believe he's going to be at four. Um, I think he's going to be very close to that four number. I think it's going to be a little bit over. Um, and it's not It's not just like, oh, he's struggling right now. 
if you look and I know you're not a big advanced statistics guy, Tom, and Outs I'm not gonna, out, baby. I, I know you hate FIP and XFIP and doesn't exist, bro. K percentage. I know you don't even like things like K percentage. Uh, K because, percentage makes sense. <laughs> Come because, on. <laughs> because you just said outs is outs. Um, it's, outs. it's true. Let me let me run through Lucas Giolito's advanced statistics for the year um, on baseball savant after yesterday's outing. Average exit velocity, uh, the balls that are coming off the bat, right? Um, he is in the lower quartile, so 24th percentile. That's tough. Um, hard hit percentage, 16th percentile. That's so he's tough. given up a lot of hard hits. Oof. Expected weighted on base average, 23rd percentile. Expected Ex- ERA, expected <laughs> ERA, 23rd percentile. Expected slugging, 22nd percentile. Barrel percentage. Here's the worst. Here's the worst one. Barrel percentage, sixth percentile. Yeah, that's that's really really bad. And that means th- that that I think what that means is that that changeup isn't fooling people anymore. Which he, that's that's he's he plays his game with like mirrors and uh, what do you, smoke and mirrors. Like that's his game because um, he's not a power pitcher anymore. Like he's got a 95 mile an hour four seamer, but he relies on two different changeups up and down in the zone. And if those aren't missing bats or creating weak contact, like if those are getting barreled, the man's fucked. Like I, I I see where you're, what you're coming from, but you know, I think that, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole thing is that he can, he can get in the, in the you know, get some good BPs going basically or simulated BPs and, and find a way to get his, like his tunneling back, which is something he talks a lot about where like you, you got to get the, the um, release in the same like spot as your fastball, get that change up in the same release. So it looks like a fastball until about halfway to the plate, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it's going to be a big thing for him getting that like circle change back on the lower part of the zone and then finding a way to make that upper uh, like, upper part of the zone change look a little bit more deceptive again but yeah well anyway. i hate to be, i hate to be this guy because i know everybody hates josh donaldson and everybody thinks that Ew. white white Sox pitchers were not guilty of this sticky stuff if you look at the numbers for lucas giolito it's not it's not super promising um yeah. i mean his fastball spin is only in the 30th percentile and if he's going to be missing bats, that's huge. I mean, he yeah. gets he has he is in the 88th percentile for whiff percentage, but his walks are up too. He's walking yeah. guys, and then when he's walking guys, then he realizes, oh crap, I need to throw. I do need to throw it in the zone. Yeah. And and w- when teams are making contact, he's not getting soft contact at all. Barrels. He's not missing barrels. Barrels. Like you gotta miss barrels if yeah, you're gonna you be. Can- can give up contact if it's like off the end of the bat or you know in the like near the hands jam them up but you can't get barreled like in the sixth percentile that's mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that is put, what we call not good <laughs> to put this into perspective as well similar pitches to lucas giolito based on velocity and movement his number one like him pitcher is davis martin love that guy you got his first win the other day <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But if he's going to be G Elite, oh, he's got to figure it out quick. 
Yes, he does. And that, I think that was my next, basically my next question to you before we move on to the, we got two more of these over-unders to get through, but mm-hmm. I wanted to get you this question really quick. Um, Gilito, our ace. No, he's not. He's the, <laughs> even when he's on his best. <laughs> Worst pitcher in baseball. No, when he, even when he's on his best and every, when everybody is on their best, right. I would say. He's the third best pitcher on this team. Probably. I mean, he's pitching like he's the third best pitcher on the team right now, too. He's pitching like he's the fourth or fifth best pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, like what we would expect from Vinny Velo. Right. Vinny Velo is actually putting together representative pitching. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's what you would expect. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. We don't have an ace right now, as Julius said in the comments here. Oh, I, would, don't, I would agree don't with that. Dad, come on. We got we Johnny have, Cueto on the mount tonight, baby. We got funny. Johnny Cueto. You're funny. They Never have until you can't no more. The White Sox have two aces in the making. And that's Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech. Yeah. I, I believe more. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll I believe more in Kopech than I believe in Cease. As Cease, you should. Cease blows up in, in ways that uh like he'll he'll be going and then it just like poof something i don't know what ticks off but like just somehow they they start seeing him and then his stuff doesn't slide the same way well, like, I, don't know, I don't know where he just gets less movement randomly or his knuckle curve yeah. there was one start that i watched him um i can't freaking remember obviously it wasn't against detroit because he's like 50 he and owns detroit. detroit he owns detroit but yes. um I don't remember who he's who he's facing, but he, I, I just was watching him and his curve was not breaking and he kept going to it and he was getting shelled. And I was like, stop throwing the fucking curve. Like, just use your other pitches. But I don't know. Like, may, maybe that's his issue is that he he like if he loses one pitch, he's not willing to, like, go to his other stuff. That is plus plus. He just keeps trying to get the thing to work. I don't know. Maybe that's. Maybe that's me overanalyzing one start, but I don't know. I I, I believe more in Kopech is what I'm saying. As as you should, as you should. The stuff's a lot. Uh, it's a lot nastier. Um, and when Kopech, the thing is, with Cease, it almost seems like there's a mental thing there too. When he starts to get into jams, he has a really hard time hunkering down and and doing what he needs to do. Yeah. Kopech is just uh, is an animal out there. I mean, he's just an absolute beast. I love his mentality, the way he goes out there. Yes, he's an emotional pitcher as well, but he's kind of got that fuck you emotion. Which is perfect for (laughs) You need that. Because it's literally the thing that, you know, okay, to get a little like romanticizing baseball a little bit here is like the best part about it is that it's literally the most mano a mano sport in the world. It's like pitcher has ball and then batter has stick. And it's like, who's going to win? Like, that's it. You know, and so you got to have a fuck you attitude on the mound because it's literally you got to you look at this this guy in front of you and be like, you're not doing shit against me and then go from there. So that's why I love Kopech's attitude. That's why I love guys that beat their chest when they get off the fucking mound because you need that attitude. Now, um, I think it's true, though, going back to the ace conversation, you know, we don't have a guy that we can count on for game one of a playoff series. Right. We don't have a Scherzer, Verlander, fucking, you know, kind of guy to to Grom. Yeah. Where you're just like, that guy wins the game, period. You know, we just don't have those kinds of guys. Um, But 
whatever, you know, but let, let's, let's get, cause we got two more. We got to get through. So let's get through them. Yeah. We talk ourselves to death over here in the, in the Lucas Giolito is bad right now. Conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So last two, uh, they're a little bit more fun. Um, and a little bit less analytical. <laughs> Tanner Banks, does he pitch 60 innings this year over or under? That's way over, way over, baby. Uh, you got to look at the injuries. There's there's injuries in this bullpen that are uh, persistent, let's say. So he's going to be around for innings that uh, we wish he wasn't around for, is what I'll say. So now when I'm hoping, you know, once Liam's healthy, once uh, Aaron Bomber's healthy, we're going to see a lot less more of Tanner Banks. I, the, the guy, as much as he's a great story, and doesn't have dress shirts that fit him properly. Um, he is a he's a career quadruple A player. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm I, I'm, pr- I'm praying it's only sixty or under sixty. Let's get him at fifty innings, please. No, we uh, what we need is uh, to find Jimmy Cordero, pull him out from under a rock, the, put him the, in. The starting fucking rotation. The, oh no! Um, the you know what the the funny thing is, you know what comes with Jimmy Cordero though, right? Biceps, Ricky Renteria. Yes, that's true. Yeah, Dude, we, Ricky Renteria. Honestly, look at this right now. Bring them both back. Bring them both back. E. Do we yeah, want Renteria back? Uh, I mean, I, grass is always greener on the other side. So right, right. All right, last one, and this goes back to our last episode in conversation. <laughs> sex scandals slash baby mama drama with over or under 0.5 more players uh, by the end of the season. So will there be at least one more? Okay. I, I think actually, you know, the way that I read it first, um, I was like, no, no matter what. Uh, but the way that I read it was like 0.5 more scandals, period. Um, and... I think that they'll be under 0.5 more scandals, but I think the way that you put it is also interesting because it seems like you're saying at least one more guy on the team has to, so it has to be a different person than who's already in it. Cause what you might see is more people uh, coming in. Oh, I see what you're saying. You want Mankata more people coming out for TA or something, um, which, you know, hopefully not. Um, and, and I had a good conversation about this actually with, uh, a couple people about TA and it's like, you know, let's it's speculation. It is speculation. Let's leave it in the speculation place for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's, let's, let's just, let's just pray that there's no more sex scandals. <laughs> like really, we don't need that. We really don't need that. Cause there, well, the list was like six deep on the team. Well, like, I mean, it, it, it <laughs> Confirmed and rumored are different. And then yes. on top of that, I think I threw uh, Steve Stone's love life in there yeah. last week, too. Yeah. So, Which was a stretch, but also fair. I don't know. Look, look out for Linda Party of Eight. I'm just telling you. You do not love the Steve Stone. Steve Stone thinks that this team is... Uh, he doubled and tripled down on it. Steve Stone thinks this team's able to beat anybody in the league. Anybody, he said. Yeah, and, and then he, he, he said that the White Sox needed to take a page out of Golden State's playbook or whatever he said on twitter and i this dude can't be comparing a, a four a team with four championships in eight years compared to a team that has one division title in the same time okay <sighs> we are the worst he's not first of all on twitter of all, he is on twitter he is the worst he should not have a twitter account he's too old 
It's having fun, Steve. You got to have fun. Ban old people from Twitter, please. Oh my God, Steve. Okay. On that note, what's your final thoughts? We got to, well, I like this one from my guy, Baloney. We need, (laughs) uh, we need a TLR scandal like Vince McMahon. Uh, That might be the only way we get rid of him. You know, yeah. yeah, uh, As, and (laughs) you know, obviously that would be terrible, but yes, TLR really is not. It's going to take a lot to get him out of there. I'm, yes, it is. It's going to take Jerry dying or Tony or having some, um, to be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, this TOR situation and the way he's managed this team makes me think that, I don't know. I've always been of the thought that maybe managers really don't matter that much, yeah. but there have been some boneheaded decisions. And I think once again, it goes back to my bone to pick today. It's an organizational thing from the top down. Yeah. From the top all the way down to the players. Okay. From ownership to the product on the field and and the way they're performing. So yes, TOR finger pointing is convenient and it It fits a narrative for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's so much deeper than that. So, ooh, we, um, Let's hope the White Sox get one win in Houston. That's my final thought. I think they can. Uh, I think they can bounce back and get two dubs, win the series, and then scoot on out of there. That's that's what I'm hoping for. That's. I mean, look, you got to speak it into existence. Johnny Cueto, he's getting his first win of the season tonight in Houston. Book it. Um, so I love your optimism. I really ready. do. Oh, we're going to get 54 more wins. 50 more times we get to celebrate this season. At that 84 win mark, we're going to be freaking hooting and hollering. It'll be great. Don't worry. Well, Don't worry, teams. If, if it gives us an AL Central title, though, yeah, right? True. Good point. All right. Oh. Well, that's it for me. Steve, can I ask you the, the age-old question here? Yeah, why not? Let's go for it. In Han, we trust. Take two out of three in Houston, we must. How about that one? Have a good one, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. We will see you all next week. Bye.